Welcome to the Emotionally Healthy Leader Podcast. My name is Rich Velotis. I'm the lead pastor of New Life Fellowship Church here in Queens, New York City. And I'm here with Pete Scazzaro. Pete is the founder of New Life as well as the uh, founder of Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And we have come to an end of our podcast um, as we were looking at the Emotionally Healthy Leader. And it's fitting that this chapter is on endings and new beginnings. So this is chapter nine of the book. We've uh, talked about the inner life, we've talked about the outer life, how emotionally healthy leadership is expressed in leadership and, and all of that. And Pete, today we're talking about endings and new beginnings. So um, one of the things you say is that embracing endings um, is important to receive new beginnings. And so in church life, there's a lot of endings in churches. Um, how, where have you seen it in your leadership or in general, uh, endings taking place? Okay, so there's endings everywhere in, in leadership on all levels. There are endings of certain programs work great for a while, and at some point it's like the same Christmas program, it's just not flowing anymore, and you've got to make a shift. Uh, there are endings in who's doing what roles in churches. There's endings in churches move from one building to another. A church grows. It goes from 30 to 75. That's a big ending and a new beginning. Uh, there's, is, there's a move, think of the book of Acts, the move of the Holy Spirit. We forget. Emotionally, that was a lot of change going on from Acts 1, Acts 2 to 3, 4. That thing unfolds and pulls in Rome uh, at the end of the book, proclaiming the gospel on his way to Rome. Massive changes. Think of Peter's life and family. So a theology of endings and new beginnings is so foundational for every leader to grasp so that we can follow the Spirit of God moving and cooperate and not miss an ending. Because very often we're afraid endings are failures, or we're avoiding them at all costs, and we're killing the work of God, and we're hurting ourselves and other people as well. But also, I want to receive the new things God's doing. I want to be open to it. So this, again, I think my flow of grasping endings in the beginning theologically and practically has taken a very long uh, journey. Uh, actually, in 2003, in the Emotion of the Leader book, I wrote a whole chapter on grief and loss. And it really kind of laid out in theological terms, you know, paying attention, waiting on God, and coming, you know, allowing God to birth anew. But I, I hadn't made the application to large-level leadership issues. Mm -hmm. And I, I hadn't nuanced it on a leadership level. And that's, what I, and that's why this was so important for me, because it was getting more complicated as I got older. I was hitting more endings. Uh, and I was realizing, wow, I've got to go deeper on this thing as well, in my own inner life, uh, as well as helping lead others into the process so they don't get bent out of shape, mm -hmm. but can actually see God working. So the premise basically is the degree to which we're able to embrace endings is the degree to which we're able to yeah. uh, embrace new beginnings. So you talk about four phases uh, of healthy endings and new beginnings. So I'll just mention it and just give a little commentary here. So first is that we accept that endings are a death. Endings are a death. They're painful. Very painful. <laughs> we recognize that ending, endings and waiting in the confusing in between will take much longer than we think. How, I mean, just talk about it. I mean, it seems like many people want something to end and then something right there to begin. And it doesn't happen that way. Yes. That's probably the biggest uh, area. We see that, of course, in Scripture, right? If you think of all the endings that happen in Scripture, there's always a long one. There's the Israelites going from Egypt to the Promised Land, or the book of Job, those 35 chapters, how long that takes, or just David waiting on the Lord in Psalms. So um, 
there's a, there's a book called Essentials, I think it's called. The guy, he's using scientific you know, studies, and he says basically, whatever time you're planning for something to happen, double it, you know? <laughs> and I think when it comes to waiting, I mean, it's just things take long. Mm. Uh, and almost always longer than we think. In fact, you could talk about that, Rich. You're, you, again, there's all kinds of endings that we go through in churches and leadership. Uh, and you went from one role to another role uh, here at New Life. And why don't you talk about what was that process like for you in going into a new beginning? You know, I'm entering my third year of being lead pastor at New Life. And as you're just asking that question, I thought, you know, what ended? What ended? And uh, many things ended, but one thing that I, what really ended is when I wasn't lead pastor, everything didn't fall on my shoulders. And so ultimately I realized if something goes bad, it's on Pete, <laughs> you know, that ended, that season ended. So if something, if there's a problem now, there is now a new weight of responsibility that is on my shoulders, the budget, people, reaching people, all of that stuff there that I've, um, I didn't have to experience before. But I mean, I mean I've experienced uh, lots of endings in terms of uh, even the freedom, some of the freedom that I, and, and, and I love my job, I love being a lead pastor. But there's just some necessary endings that took place uh, in stepping into this role. And for me, it's taken, talk about new beginnings. I mean, we worked with Bob Beal on certain things, and he talked about four stages of a transition when something ends and something else begins. And he talked about year one being a year of orientation, year two being a year of experimentation, year three being a year of evaluation, and then year four being the year of acceleration. And as I think about that, I'm entering to year three right now, and it's taken a while just to enter into this new beginning. Um, and so I'm, I'm getting now in year three a little more acclimated. And so, and you know, even the dying to all the things that I thought was going to happen year one, I had a lot of plans year one that didn't come to pass. Uh, and those things had to end as well. And so, uh, so you, you talk about waiting in the confusing in between. You see, we view endings, this is healthy. We view endings and waiting as inextricably linked to our personal maturing in Christ. Yeah, yeah. And then we affirm that endings and waiting are the gateway to new beginnings. Um, now, at New Life, we have our own case study. And our case study is in our succession, the succession plan that we had. So um, why don't you just talk about uh, the unfolding of that? This wasn't something that happened Oh, over the course of two months, there was a deliberate ending and a deliberate new beginning. So just talk, for folks that have never heard about it, just talk a little bit about that. So in fact, actually, just make a comment about this endings, you know, we view our endings are linked to our growing in Christ, our maturity in Christ. This is really about the cross. This is about the crucifixion and resurrection, that we are constantly embracing the cross, going to the cross, and embracing endings and deaths so that new life can come. And uh, that's what makes it so, so painful. So for me, again, I, I think when I got to become aware of this in 2007, I really started to you know, dig into it. But the big, quote, test case or large one was succession where I was going to you know, end being lead pastor. And, and at that point, 26 years, I was lead pastor and founder. So like, like my identity was somewhat linked to this role. I've been in it for decades, um, and to let it go, uh, and then be able to wait on the confusion of like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen in a process where who's going to be the new lead person, and then 
in my case, I really wanted to stay around. I felt led by God to stay around, but I always had to hold it. I was like, well, I know the person may not want me around. I got that. I, I got to leave. I always had to have that kind of option, recognizing that could happen. Um, so there was that process took me to places in my own interior life that I never dreamed. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was because we had a four year, four and a half year buildup of a process. There had been two candidates, and there was ended up one with Rich, but there was a testing season. But once even I went to the board and laid out that we were going to do the succession process, it was four and a half years earlier, and I mentioned this in the book, that one, the first meeting when I put it in writing, I gave it to them, I mean, at a certain point in the meeting, it just kind of turned. Everyone was like, okay, now, what are we going to do now, next steps? And I remember just freaking out, like, oh my God, like, like oh, hello, you know, I'm here, like, you should be begging me to stay, you know, something like that. But I, I, I began, that began the process for me. Uh, and that's when I realized the deep inner work involved in, in endings, depending on how large the ending is. For me, that was a big, that was a big, big ending. Uh, and I, it took me into depression. It took me into uh, I, I was very disoriented. Jerry was disoriented um, just because our roles were changing. Because once you once you even once we set it and released it, it like the train got off the track. So at that point, from four and a half years prior. It was like everything I was doing was I wasn't going to create any new initiatives that were going to be dependent on me. It was like everything was in light of the future, long term. So that was like really significant. I mean, yeah. it was such an ending. So I, I think the cross came alive to me in a whole new way. But I saw, I mean, I, went, I probably was depressed for like a year. I was going to a counselor because people told me I wouldn't do it. I would grab back to power. I'd ruin your life. Um, you know, all those bad scenarios. And I was being told that. So I, I, I had accountability built in. I, I had a spiritual director, I had a mentor, I had a person who'd done it before I was in touch with. And, but I did a good round of therapy um, because I, I was afraid. I was afraid I, you know, would I flip out and ruin the, ruin the church, ruin you, ruin everybody. Uh, but that's when I realized this letting go in the cross was like, well, this cross, this cross is real. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think about a year before we actually made the transition, I've been in about two and a half years, I tell you, something just broke for me. I just, I entered a, like, a life. And joy, uh, and I, you know, began to walk in that. But as remember, the, remember the remember the actual service itself. Remember yeah. you and I talking yeah. when we because he you were functioning as the lead pastor the year before, not in title, but you were running everything. Yeah. I wasn't. You were running all the elder meetings, staff meetings, everything. I was. I wasn't going to those meetings even. I was just going to the general staff meeting, not the executive team. Yeah. And I remember like the the week that we actually made the switch, and you. You know, the church, you know, you were ordained. You were like laid hands on you. The board laid hands on you. And I officially stepped down. It was like a wedding, remember? Yeah. And you took it. And we felt it, right? The air was like something had irrevocably changed at New Life Fellowship forever. And it was a moment. Yeah. And for those of you that like to see that, oh, yeah. uh, there's on our website, newlifefellowship.org. You can see the, yeah. the, tra the transition, the vows, basically, that I took. Yeah. I mean, it, it was Really it was like a wedding. Yeah, it was. It was. And I think it, it was, people joined our church because of succession, because they saw, this is, yeah. it was just done so well. Yeah. And One couple, their first day they came, they said, the reason we came, because we saw mm. how, the, how deliberate and intentional you were. We yeah. said, this is the kind of church that we want to belong to. So what a witness. And now it's three years later, we're in our third year. It has been, I mean, I'll speak for me, speak for you. I, I think it's been Fantastic, you know, I, it's been a wonderful, I feel like the resurrection's still unfolding. Yeah. And Jared and I, I think we're in our third year too of this new role we're in, but I think we're kind of settling in as well. Um, 
there's been moments of disorientation, you know, and all that, and, you know, what are we doing here today with our role? And, and uh, but I think we're settling in, I think, in a, in a good way as a staff person, and then with EHS, it's kind of unfolding now. And, um, but I think it's that four-year rule of every time you take a new position, it takes four years to come into it, uh, is probably true. Yeah. And Bill says it's true for anybody for taking a new position, give them four years to actually come into it. Yeah, and it makes sense from my experience as well. So I want to end with this, Pete. There are folks that are watching right now, and they are afraid of allowing something to end. Yeah. Uh, whether it's their role themselves, whether it is a program in the church that yep. needs to end, whether it's someone on the team yep. that, that needs to come to an end, they are afraid. What would you say to them in your experience of ending yeah. new beginnings to that person? It is all going to end anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's all going to end. Everybody does succession. Every program ministry is going to end. So it, you're better off discerning God and doing it His timing and His way because it will end. So I think that, honestly, that, that is, I think, my learning. I, I think I, as I'm growing older as well, I realize, wow, everything's ending. So let's do it. Let's, let's flow in what the Holy Spirit's doing um, because my promise to you is this is, after every death, there is always a resurrection. I believe in the resurrection. We believe in the resurrection. It may, not, it may not happen tomorrow, but if you will follow him and die to whatever it is that God's inviting you to let go of, I promise you he is risen from the dead and there will be a new resurrection. I think that truth in our experience here, which was in some ways the capstone of many endings and new beginnings, I just, it's so true. Like You can trust God. Because the whole thing's fear. I'm afraid. I'm a hold on to the person. Yeah. I'd rather be miserably stable, but at least we're stable, yeah. versus this, I don't know where it's all going. But I, I can encourage you, and I want to encourage you that uh, Jesus is worthy of your trust. And if you sense his leading to embrace an ending, and you don't even know what the new beginning is, but there will never be a new beginning until there's that ending, uh, you can trust him that out of death there always comes resurrection in Jesus. Mm. And don't be afraid. That's great. Well, for those of you that would like more information on endings and new beginnings, you can check it out in this book, The Emotionally Healthy Leader. You can go on our website, emotionallyhealthy.org, for more information about that. And also two other things. We have our annual Emotionally Healthy Leadership Conference coming up this April. And so for more information about uh, some of the new material we're going to be talking about at the conference, we have a pre-conference for married couples and we have the two-day general conference. You can go on emotionallyhealthy.org and you can also go on that website to check out the Emotionally Healthy uh, Spirituality course. Uh, at New Life, we have that as our primary uh, spiritual formation course at New Life, the EHS course. And many churches around the world are beginning to implement and experiment with having this course done at their church. And so if you'd like more information about how to integrate that course into the life of your pathway, your spiritual formation approach, check out that website as, as well, emotionallyhealthy.org. Well, Pete, we're done with the leader. I hope we have some more stuff to talk about. Thank you. I don't think it'll be in the form of a new book anytime soon. All right, we'll talk about something else next time. So, thank see you, you next time.